Welcome to the podcast today. Did you hear the beginning of this intro song? It's not one we normally play, um, and it didn't start correctly. You remember this song, Next, 1997, 98. Let me, let me start it all over again. That doesn't start right. I grabbed this song for a specific reason, and I'll get to that momentarily. Um, but yet, that's not the way that song should start. This is, that sounds better, yeah? Uh, Welcome to the podcast today. Hopefully you enjoyed yesterday's quick little visit with Jaden. He's going to help out this weekend as we give you a chance to go see one of the very first showings of Barbie here in Toledo at uh, Cinemark at Franklin Park Mall. Also, we're gonna I'm gonna be doing my show from three to seven at BlackRock next week. Um, it's gonna be a pre-party. We're gonna get some winners in there. So you get tickets to the movie. You get to uh, you get a, a free drink, which is this Barbie drink that they're concocting at BlackRock, and you get a bunch of apps. We're gonna do Barbie games, trivia. Floyd's gonna get wild. It's gonna be a really good time. Everyone is invited, but there will be ten winners to get in for that. They get the free movie ticket, the drink, and the apps. Um, if you hear the keyword on Q105 through the weekend, you know what? I'll give it to you now. The keyword is aqua. I'm not explaining that. Um, I'm not going to give you the phone number, though. And I know that you, uh, you like many people, I don't listen to the radio. Well, I, I get that, and I appreciate that you're here. Um, the keyword is aqua. Everybody that texts into that to our text number gets 20% off their bill while we're doing the show there, 3 to 7. Now, um, things coming up, uh, what the duck, let people have fun and super small minded Eric with some Toledo things. But first, as they say, or as they say, but first, um, I heard next too close this morning and it's not something I've heard in a while. It's one of those throwbacks where I'm over it. That was, um, uh, a time when I first got into radio and I got burned out on that song and never caught back up to it. In fact... You know, in a lot of ways, um, I like, uh, I don't know if it was on the same album, but the next song I like more is Wifey, which was not nearly as big a hit as Too Close. And then there was like a, a ballad called Butter Love, which was before Too Close. But I heard Too Close today and I decided to put out into the ether something I have long thought. Now... Times were more liberal back then, I guess. We catch more things, lines and whatnot, lyrics that are insensitive. Um, Most recently, the one that pops ahead is people had an issue with the Jeffrey Dahmer line in uh, what Juicy J's verse in Katy Perry's Dark Horse. When that song came out, which is an awesome song, one of my favorite Katy Perry songs, uh, there were a lot of people who either didn't care, didn't know who Jeffrey Dahmer was, and then they watched the Netflix show. And then all of a sudden, they're appalled. I get it. I like to throw out, you don't know what you don't know, but, um, and I don't know if we allow certain words in lyrics now that we didn't then, or even vice versa. My point with next, too close, um, it wasn't a dirty word, but it's, it's blatant and in your face or in other ways, almost literally. The line in that song um, about getting hard. <laughs> um, all It was one of those things where it was in my subconscious all these years, um, but it finally rose to the to the front of my brain going, what, why 
why didn't we censor that word at all? Why wasn't that lyric changed? Like, I get it's not one of the dirty words that you can't say. It's not racist. It's not vile. Although maybe it could be uh, for some people. But all these years later, all these years later, uh, the line about getting hard. Now, you're probably sitting here thinking right now, Eric, there's a lot of like 70s and 80s music that I've come to love, rock songs, and I could give you lyrics and lyrics that would not be acceptable today and like getting hard weren't acceptable back then. Uh, for what it's worth, around that same era, my f- my favorite bad radio edit of all time is... Another song that I think you know, Lit, My Own Worst Enemy. Um, the the shit that's um, et, not edited, not edited real well in most radio edits of that song. Um, S-H-I-T is obviously how you spell that word. I think the only edit in the radio edits of that song on any format of radio is S-H and then they cut off half of the I and then the T is fine. Just one of those edits that I don't know how it gets by all these years. But if something new comes out that's offensive, people are all over it. Um, the Wall Street Journal. I don't have a subscription, so I can't read. Um, and I they don't strike me. And I would say I see a lot of headlines that makes me want to read what they have. They are similar to um, The Atlantic. A lot of, I think, uh, intellectual headlines and stories that are going to make me smarter as i I don't know if I said here on the podcast, I think as many people signed up quickly for Thread, Threads, whatever it is from Facebook and Instagram, because it was so easy, Instagram would just port your data over, I think people will discover their reason for not being on Twitter, on Thread, and leave. And what I've heard from lay people over the years is, I just don't get Twitter, which baffled me because it's like, it's just words. And I know people love videos, TikTok, Um, people love pictures, and it's maybe very journalist and and article heavy on on Twitter. But the the most common thing I've heard from the time I've been on it, which was now over 14 years ago, I love Twitter. It's, especially if I didn't do what I do, it's the one social media that I hope never goes away because it allows me to access information without going to dozens of websites. I can follow who and what I want and get the information that I either want to share here on the show or whatever. I've made some friends over the years. Now, I am not any kind of female journalist. I am not a person of color, so I'm not a target of a lot of the hate on that site, although I'm Jewish. The the anti-Semitism has never come my way. It's been a a great site, uh, a great platform app for me. I've gotten a lot smarter for it over the years. Just like I said, um, the Atlantic and Wall Street Journal, which I can't read, would probably make me smarter. I don't. They don't strike me as um, clickbaity headlines. What the duck? Rubber birds left on jeeps baffle the nation. Drivers are finding the toys on their door handles and in turn putting them on other vehicles. Never duckers wish the game would stop. Are you? So we know what the ducks are. I think one of the last few Jeep fests, maybe it was twenty one where I became familiar with the ducking. I have seen Jeeps all over here. Obviously, we're the home of Jeep, and I've seen dashboards filled with ducks. I know people who do ducking. But maybe there's other parts of the country which aren't Jeep-centric like we are and don't even have many Jeeps, and maybe somebody from out of town ducks somebody else, and they're like, what What the duck is going on? 
And maybe they're really concerned. Maybe they feel violated because somebody put something on their car. But I found that interesting. Um, Yesterday and today was Amazon Prime Day, which I look forward to. And to be quite honest, I have not seen anything that made me make a purchase. There have been some some action figures, which I've seen for months and months and months. And there were good savings, but not enough to make me pull the trigger. I really just haven't haven't been impressed. And I, because I have curated my algorithm, like we talked about yesterday with Jaden on all my social media things, you would think it would serve me what I want. Like, I've never had an issue with the privacy thing. Like, yes, please try to sell me and tell me things you think I will want. Um, I... I read an article. This this today was on Vox, and the beginning of was just a, a caution. The whole the whole thing was a caution of what Amazon Prime Day is. Um, you know the the ruse, the evils of, of capitalism. And as I was reading the first paragraph or so, and I don't know if I read this thought on Vox or where it was, but it, this was in the last couple of years that I bring up to myself all the time. As I was reading the uh, the article, damning Prime Day. And it wasn't even about shopping or buying local. Most of the stuff that I buy on Amazon, I can't get locally. Like figures and whatnot. Um, and at the at the end of the day, again, what it costs usually dictates how and where we shop. But let people enjoy things. Let people have fun. Let people enjoy things. If someone is posting about a show or a place or a person, or whatever it is that they seem to be enjoying, but you have a differing opinion on it. Um, Stop yourself. Learn to flex that muscle that you are not going to interject. As, as we know, as we've seen illustrated so many times, if somebody says they, they, are, they have just discovered and they love pineapple. Um, and again, we've seen the memes, memes and all the posts of, so what you're trying to say is that you hate all other kinds of fruits, but that kind of thing. Uh, flex that muscle. Let, as long as they're not, it's not hate speech. They're not evil towards others. They're not doing wrong. Let people enjoy things. Um, and I feel that way towards Amazon Prime. Now, I guess, I think a lot of us spend a lot of time there. Uh, there are dark patterns, which I believe is the phrase that's used. Um, perhaps uh, sneaky selling techniques. I've seen it Again, because I'm always looking for these, there have been some transformers I've wanted, and uh, I see that it's uh it, it, it's it's on. I bought it at one price when it first came out. Let's say it was twenty four ninety nine. Then over the course of months and months, I would see the price fluctuate. Twenty four ninety nine went up to like thirty something. Went up to like fifty nine something. Months and months later. It's not because it went up in value. Now, maybe the algorithm saw how many people were buying it and it thought, and people thought there was scarcity or the, the algorithm thought there was scarcity, so it bumped up the price. I don't, I don't know. That dark pattern to me. That figure is now on sale for like $19.99. So the Amazon prices can go up and down and you know this with stores. Um, sure, it's on sale, but how much was the price above where it should have been before it went on sale? The article was uh, calling this out, but look, let people enjoy themselves. Um, I guess this is, as they say, the the personal Black Friday. Black Friday, during the holidays, we buy stuff for others. This is when we buy stuff for ourselves. Um, 
the algorithm predicts what you think you want. And then look, maybe you get convinced. Maybe the marketing doesn't work. Maybe you get a really cool product, but let people enjoy Amazon Prime Day. And this is not the place I want to discuss local versus Amazon Prime and the evils of Amazon, blah, 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 blah. Again, most of the stuff I buy, I can't get. Um, another one, uh, the head slick or whatever they call it now, the shaving cream that I use for my head. Used to always be sold like only in Rite Aid or CVS. It was in only one of the pharmacy, one of the drugstores. Can't find it anymore. And it's really expensive now. Uh, so I get it on Amazon and I can save a couple of bucks. But even if I couldn't, it's the only place where I know I can I can get it. <laughs> If there's another, if there's a local shop that sells head slick, let me know. And it's a reason if it's a reasonable price and it's not too far out of the way. It's among my travels, amid my travels. I'll go get it. Let people enjoy things. Um, if you have something sitting in your cart or you have saved for later, and if you're if we're talking about Amazon here, you have stuff in your cart and you see that it's on sale, and even if it's like ten percent off, which is not much, buy it, enjoy it. Um, there's retail therapy. There's Amazon therapy. Don't let anybody shame you into not participating in Prime Day. Next up, um, this is maybe the, I forget, our podcasts have been infrequent. And I, I apologize, but hopefully um, I have given you a more enjoyable product on Q105 since I've been able to do more and get more creative with it. Um, it certainly has given me a lot of joy to have the freedom and, and creative expression and to do what I really enjoy and I think I'm pretty good at giving you a compelling radio station. It's nice to be back at that. Um, living alone. We have. You might have seen the article. I've seen it twice now within the last couple of weeks. More Americans than ever are living alone. And there's likely a lot of different reasons. As with you know, one, of, one of my sayings, one of my tenets, um, why is that happening? Is it A or B? Well, it's probably a combination of both. There's a lot of reasons why people are living alone these days. Something else I didn't think about, though, and I think that research, wherever it came from, was, was pretty sound. And even if you said more people than ever, even if somebody at the bar said, did you hear more people than ever are living alone? I would say, yeah, 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 I get that. Um, times change. Family structures obviously change. But one thing I didn't think about, I, I'm always like curious, who gets asked these questions? I was listening to a podcast today, the one I really like, Plain English. Um, the economy is actually quite good, but most people think, or a lot of people think it's really bad. I want to know who was, like we have made, it still sucks for a lot of people, but we have made remarkable gains in a very short period of time for people with the lower middle class in lower class, people at the bottom of the wage scale. Um, they are making money now that they should have been making for decades. Now, granted, costs have gone up and whatnot. Um, and I want to know the people that think it's it's bad. Um, is it smells like classism? Could be racism because women have progressed as well. I think more women 25 to 54 are working than, than ever in our nation's history. And maybe there are people who don't like that. Um, they don't want the equality. They like the gap where it was. I'm not saying the gap is good between, you know, I think the CEO and worker wage has, has closed a little bit and it's not good, but it's it's closed. Um, maybe there are people who aren't necessarily intentionally classist or racist, but they're annoyed with the cost increases because maybe the raise they got was only like 2% where people at the bottom got like a 10% raise or whatever it might've been. And uh, yeah, we all get annoyed that things cost more, but that shouldn't 
let us think that the economy is is bad. And one thing is never all things for all people. Um, so I want to know who, who's being asked what question. And I wonder of the people who said, yes, I'm living alone. I wonder how many of those people are like me. What do you mean? Like misanthropic? misanthropic and um and like introverted and the only kind of socializing you do is when it's it's work socializing uh something else i fully admit my dogs make my lifestyle feasible when they go and you may not have heard me say this before uh andre has to go first because if diddy goes and i have to leave andre home alone he's gonna lose his shit um, and I will get other dogs. They are much, much closer to the end than the beginning. I think 13 and a half and 10 and a half. But again, as you've heard me say so many times, I am so thankful and grateful every minute of the day. They have aged as well as they have their energy, their smile. Their enth- I, I love them dearly. My friendship, our companionship, my love for them and maybe their love for me. It makes me being living alone more feasible. Perhaps I, I don't get uh, lonely. I get bored, but I can take them for a walk. So, so having the dogs around um, makes being alone a lot more feasible than other people. So I wonder how many people they asked in that survey. Um, do you have, not that we like our pets more than ever before. Maybe we do, that I don't know. But maybe we have a deeper compassion for them where before it was they were just they were just a family pet but as we've as more people have become like me and wanted to live alone um they've seen that they they can pull it off because they have a pet whether it's a tarantula a snake a hamster or a dog that sleeps on top of them or they sleep in the dog's bed because the dog decides where everybody sleeps i'm curious if we have a deeper connection to our pets that makes living alone more viable. Um, there is uh, behind the auto zone, or right behind my back here, that's Burn. I guess they're looking to put up some type of villa. Um, I don't know if it's for, for older folks or whatnot, but it is right down the street from what the Southland Mall where there was some consideration to put up some um, affordable housing and uh, people in the neighborhood didn't like that. We've, we've talked about this months and months ago. There was a lot of nimbyism. Um, you know, we're all for having more. We are short millions and millions of homes. It's why Alex took so long to find a house. Um, yeah, we know people need to find places to live, but they can't do it here. That's a shopping center. Oh, yeah? How many places are there to shop? Why aren't there more places to shop there? That parking lot is also massive. You could probably put up a, a pretty, probably, I, I don't know how big places are to build. I don't know architecture. You probably put like a 20 unit, unit building up in that parking lot. And it still wouldn't look busy most times in that massive parking lot. So I'm curious to see if the negative reaction against wanting to build some residences there happens for whatever they want to put behind AutoZone. I think there was... There's a meeting today, Thursday, for people to get information or offer feedback. Um, it was interesting. When I uh, had a thing last week, two people on Facebook, two people that are diametrically opposed to um, housing situations, 
were both coming after me. With the enemy of my enemy is my friend, although they didn't know they were on the opposite end of the spectrum of how people should live. I was talking to um, Patrick, who briefly ran for council, but he runs the Glendale Heather Downs uh, Neighborhood Walk, Neighborhood Watch, Community Block Watch. Um, he visited the podcast in the springtime or so. Um, I, I ran that by him, and he seems to be in favor of it. And um, He didn't get a read on whether people are for it or not, but he was of the thinking when I threw out to him, well, you you can have places for people to live, or you can potentially have people who don't have a place to live breaking in, in your cars at night. Not saying that's going to happen, but it's I would say it's less likely for people to move into crimes of desperation and whatnot if they have a place, if they have a roof over their head. All right, I mentioned uh, there's two things where I think quite naively, um, almost, well, it's the, my deepest levels of cynicism, and that's now. Uh, there was a good good story in The Blade today about how a bunch of uh, stakeholders, community leaders in the arts community, including Matt Killam from the Metro Parks, came together to talk with somebody about why the arts here should get more funding. I guess there are other cities in Ohio that get more than we do. Um, and, I, and again, let me question the data that maybe they get more because we're better at doing more with less? I don't know. But yeah, if you want to ask for more, nobody's going to give it to you. you got to ask for it. Um, and one of the goals was to keep people here in Ohio, in Northwest Ohio, um, and to attract people here. And I was happy to see the person that they had, uh, the people they were presenting to. I forget what the woman's name was, Lydia something. Uh, she believed in in um, international and domestic uh, immigration, I guess would be the right word. So, yeah. Um, you have more people here, uh, more people to tax. So that's good. Less people, more taxes, more costs for everybody else. And my cynicism comes in in the fact I don't look at things on these microscopic level like these people do, like Matt, and it was Adam Levine from Toledo Museum of Art and probably some really, some people, other people that I know, but I didn't know were there. They they work on these problems at the microscopic granular level where I just go, it's population shift. It's cyclical. Um, more people are moving to the South and to the West. And uh, I think Matt said that two of the places that are... Uh, we, we're kind of combating against, competing against, did he say Omaha and Boise? Um, Boise is not Southwest, but West. And I know it's quite a tech hub and, and it's quite a booming metropolis. In a really black and white way, I go, people are moving, people are living and moving to where people haven't been for a very long time. It's it's newer there. Um, uh, Northeast, Mid-Atlantic, where we are, the East Midwest has been around for 250 years. Other places, the South, the Southwest, the West, the Northwest, they haven't been lived in as long. So they're newer. Um, their newness will run out and people hear about the thing. People will come back to the Rust Belt and the Mid-Atlantic and places like that. I look at it very in a very you know black and white way like that. It's cyclical. They're going to go there and in 50 years they'll come back here. But it's the people that were in that meeting that will do those microscopic granular things that in decades to come will lead people back here. But yeah, I'm a cynic about that. The other thing is um, more discussion on Toledo City Council about the uh, Vision Zero uh, to eliminate all traffic deaths, I believe, by 2030 or 2031. 
Um, I now know that we are mowing people down. We are mowing Americans down like never before. I think there were 7,000 or so pedestrians killed in the last year. And this is, um, I think, a really, really preventable problem. One of the things that's pointed to is often uh, we drove a lot faster during the pandemic for for a variety of reasons. Not as many police on the road. Police less likely or less interested in making traffic stops. People figure that out, so they're running more lights and driving faster. Uh, Bigger cars than ever before. So when you hit someone, regardless of your speed, the bigger car, you're more likely to do more damage. Although, I do remember my dad telling me about cars in like the 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s. Those things were tanks. Tanks. Weighing so much more than these cars today where you, you... you, you hit a leaf and there's a dent. Those things, literal tanks. Um, some of the things mentioned were uh, chicanes, which all I know is a D, as a DJ producer, but ways to narrow traffic in certain areas across the city. Um, I guess uh, kind of like speed bumps, but they are more uh, more flexible. And some other experiments that, that are going to try to see which works uh, and, and what doesn't. I obviously don't want people getting run down. Two things that I think... Um, get overlooked, and I guess they're they're one and the same. Um, I have always liked when we were reviewing who and what police do. The idea of someone in between a citizen and a police officer, like literal traffic police, but not police um, doing tickets and and road violations and stuff like like take it out of the police's hands. But I get they could evolve into their own kind of police, blah, 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 with their own biases that then we have to deal with those, which is why I want those goddamn traffic cameras up. You want to save lives? Put those things. Well, they're unconstitutional. Well, what do you want? Do you want to save pedestrians or do you want to deal with some unconstitutionality? I mean, maybe we can find a, a happy middle ground. Um, so yeah, we, we can enforce traffic laws. One of which, which I don't see enough in... We're running down Americans, and I don't know, this would seem to be a global problem since we have a generation of humans in developed places that uh, in a lot of ways are addicted to their phone. You, I want you to pay attention to your commute, but to and from wherever you're going before and after this, I want you to look around and see how many people you see on their phones, like when they should be driving. Um like that, I, I look over and I just shake my head. Um, and I, 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 for a fraction of a second, I think a bad thought, like I want something bad to happen to you. You have, you have brought it on yourself because your knees are on the steering wheel while you're doing 50 miles an hour with your phone in your hand, um, going down airport, or you have one hand on the wheel and the other on your phone and you can't possibly be paying as much attention as you need to. So I wonder how much traffic deaths, and again, I don't know what the global statistics with this are, um, and, and if this is not a big deal around the world or not, but our phones. That's why I'm like, yes, bring on the autonomous vehicles. Um, this way we can spend all our time on our phones instead of uh, you getting honked at at a red light. Um, because you're on your phone, or you doing what I just said, because you're on your phone, you can just sit in the back of an autonomous vehicle and peck away all you want. Now, that might exacerbate our addiction, but it will, yeah, I know a lot of people think, well, uh, autonomous self-driving vehicles will kill people. It would be a fraction of the amount of people that we run down, that human, human, 
It would be a fraction of the amount of people that people are running down and killing in vehicles. I promise you that. So let's take the driving. Let's take the weapon out of people's hands. Let uh, let the computer drive you. Um, so enforce the driving laws, the like the new one in Michigan. I don't know what it is. Like you can't have your phone in your hand. I, I think a long, long time ago, even in the aughts, uh, New Jersey had a rule where you couldn't have your phone in your hand. And this is like before things got really, no pun intended, out of hand. But then we go back to uh, police uh, doing traffic violations. I think we would save, and these ideas to narrow roads and to make things flexible or to spin traffic one way, the chicanes or whatever you want to call them, whatever they are, good ideas. They will slow people down, maybe even take people's eyes off their phone because if the road's narrower, you have to pay more attention. But I think getting people off their phones while they are driving would save countless lives and injuries. Thanks for being here today. Uh, I'm going to go try uh, a little, uh, some of my own retail therapy. One of the first things I cut out when I lost my job in 2017 was I can't buy any more $13, $13 bottles of olive oil and balsamic vinegar from uh, the Bumble Olive Oil store. Well, I found the site uh, on the Saratoga, I think. And uh, there was an, a coupon code. I did Saratoga Oils coupon code, plugged it in, got 20% off. And I'm excited to put that on my salad tonight.